they make baskets, as the kids say. They seem to be friends, yet he speaks to him in the most profane manner. Well, if you had read my study, you would know that this is how insecure heterosexual males used to bond. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Style Guide with your host Dave Morris and Stephen Orr. How are you today, Steve-O? I'm, uh, I'm good, I'm good. How about yourself, Dave? I'm pretty good. Good, good. Well, do you notice that I'm doing a different kind of voice? Yeah, I it, it was so off-putting that I didn't know what to say next. It's because I'm actually I've got a bit of a cold, so I'm trying to like sound not sick. <laughs> oh, I see. And here I was thinking you were trying to to hint towards our our topic today, but I couldn't I couldn't no, grasp it. That wasn't a reference in any way to any film by the uh, the one and the only Mr. Wesley Snipes. Yeah, Mr. Mr. Wesley Snipes, who who has done such, such illustrious films as uh, Major League or uh, or Blade, or Blade Two, or or Blade Trinity. Yeah, yeah, he he did quite a few Blade movies. <laughs> and honestly, I think he should just keep doing more. I think he wants to. Uh, I think occasionally on Twitter he he makes some sort of comment that implies that he wants to do another Blade movie, but. He, I don't think people want to do movies with him. Uh, if you look at his filmography, I think of his last ten movies, seven of them were direct-to-DVD films. So, Blade movies? Just direct-to-DVD Blade movies? That, that would be amazing, but no. No, they were... <laughs> just he, he starts producing his own Blade films, uh, trying desperately to relive a 90s that is long gone. Yeah, I hope he does, because that, that, be that would be worth it. Well, you know, there was the Blade TV series for a little while, and uh, and Blade really was kind of the beginning, uh, or it was one of those those good superhero uh, action films or superhero action films, superhero films from the '90s. You know, those one of those rare ones. Blade. Blade. Yeah. He's not a superhero. He's a vampire. Uh he's definitely a superhero man. He, he's all right. He's a Marvel Comics character. He has he has been next to I think Spider Man at points. That's kind of weird. Yeah. So. But awesome. But awesome. Yeah. Super awesome. But that because that that means the Marvel universe accepts vampires. Yeah, which is one of the was super weird, complicated things. So there are vampires on the Marvel universe now. What do we do with that? And uh, yeah. And the answer is mostly ignore them. Just ignore them. Pretend they they live underground. They have a treaty with the humans. Much like a Wesley Snipes film. Ayo. Ayo. <laughs> so yeah, today today's actor profile on Wesley Snipes is, uh, I, I wouldn't say it's a, a big divergence for us. I mean, we have done action movie stars before. Yeah, we have. And and we have done bad actors before. So Yeah, we have. So I mean, really, it seems like Wesley Snipes is kind of the ideal intersection of those two for, for us in our analysis. And you know, I'm going to, I'm going to say, I don't think he's a bad actor. No, no, he's just not great. He's just an actor. (laughs) He's just an actor. He's He's not like, it's like, if you see Wesley Snipes in something, you're not like, oh man, this guy's terrible. Right. He's just, he's just in it and he does his thing well. You know, like you watch New Jack City for the first time. I did watch New Jack City for the first time. And he acted well in that. Uh, he, yeah, he, he acted okay. Uh, I would I would say that he is actually better in Demolition Man than he is in New Jack City. Well, that was a few years later. He had some experience. It's true. It's true. He developed as a as an actor and a thespian to to yeah. really nail the the Demolition Man character. 
Yeah, and you know what? In in Major League, I think he does his role fine. In White Man Can't Jump, I love him. Uh, I think he's great. So, uh, you know, he does, he does fine. I think Blade is his worst acting. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, he doesn't have to do much acting in, in Blade. Exactly. So Yeah, he just he just says things like, like um, you aim for the heart or the head. <laughs> Anything else? It's your ass. Uh, he just says stuff like that. That's almost a line that could be delivered like in a rom com, like not as a not as a badass vampire line, but as a as a a pickup yeah. artist. Either either the heart or your head. <laughs> Otherwise, it's your ass. Yeah, totally could be. <laughs> cool. Okay. Um. So where where would you like to start? I you want to man? I've got no start? idea on how to start talking about Wesley Snipes because I I look at his films and and they. Like, there never seems to be this entry point where I can be like, yeah, Wesley Snipes. It's all this weird mishmash um, of films. Yeah, but, and it's like, because he started out, Missy and I were talking about it, because she was like, when did he shift from being a comedy actor into an action star? And I was like, I don't think, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I think he was always an action star who did a couple comedy movies, like... Like I saw, I always thought it's the other way around. Yeah, well, like his his first, uh, the first film that I think of him in was Major League. Yeah, and and then he did Mo Betta Blues, which is a musical, and then he did. Yeah, that's when we get to King of New York and New Jack City, which are mm-hmm. are the kind of thriller drama versions of him. So I mean, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't. Th- those aren't him doing action movies yet. I guess that's maybe the distinction. But he, I don't, I don't ever see him as having a distinction between comedy and uh, comedy and more serious work. Hmm. So I always thought Passenger Fifty Seven was one of his first movies, but that's wrong. Yeah. But I guess it's just because it's a bad movie that I always thought of it as being one of his first movies. Um, cause that is kind of more of an action-y thriller type movie. Yeah. Uh, so that's why I always just kind of thought of him as like an action star who also does comedy, right? Which is where I was like, Wesley Snipes, man, he's super eclectic. Yeah, I, you're right. Passion, Passenger 57, and then we get to see things like... Well, he does Rising, he does Rising Sun, yeah. right? With, uh, that's with Sean Connery. Demolition Man. Demolition Man. I never saw Sugar Hill. Do we know what that is? I didn't see, but, uh, I, I did see Drop Zone, which, uh... Oh, Sugar Hill looks like New Jack City 2 kind of thing. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and then Too Long Fu, Thanks for Everything, Julie Newmar. <laughs> Do you remember that movie? I, I remember posters for it in the 90s and being very confused. Yeah. And then, yeah, Money Train. You know, he does. He gets, he gets into some. And then he gets into Blade, where it officially becomes action movie. Yeah, and I, I think it what what turns him into just an action movie star is less uh, a change in the films that he he wants to do, and more he I think he goes to, he goes to jail for tax evasion, doesn't he? Yeah. When did he do that? Um. That. Can we tell by his movies? Do you think? No. Apparently, we can't. Two thousand six is when he when when that all started to uh fall apart well i guess hmm. that makes sense because then you look at his films around there 2000 2005 is his first direct to dvd so he knows he's in financial trouble and and just starts you know pumping out these these video videos yeah these video videos <laughs> like no they all go direct to video like, yeah there's four in a row in 2006 to 2008 yeah so 
So they might have filmed them all, and then he went to jail. And in that time, they released them slowly. Yeah, yeah. He did a three-year sentence, uh, which is weird to think of Wesley Snipes in prison after watching yeah. Demolition Man this week, because because mm-hmm. uh, he he wouldn't be in a prison. They would, uh, no prison would hold him. It would have to be a he would have to be frozen in carbonite, man. Yeah. So so I guess that's that's the place to get into him. This these these action movies. That's a that's a good enough place to start now. Sure, let's do it. Well, I, I mean, I, cause I kind of wanted to start with what your what your first movie was and into into Wesley Snipes, and you saw you got in through uh, Major League. You said, yeah, Major League would have been my my entry to him. Like, not that I would have seen it in 1989 when I was two years old, but that mm-hmm. that would have been the first. Because I wouldn't have seen any of the the more violent action films until later. But mm-hmm. Major League, I definitely recall seeing at a fairly young age and loving it because it's a great film. Yeah. And see, I had an older brother. Oh, uh, yeah. So my introduction to Wesley Snipes was New Jack City. Wow. Yeah. That was the first, that was the first uh, Wesley Snipes movie I think I saw. Or at least the first one I really remember him being in. And then it was things like White Man Can't Jump, Demolition Man, uh, House, the, the Rising Sun, uh, like all those like mid ninety movies. Yeah, on VHS at my house. Right, right. Because because I yeah because I remember knowing Wesley Snipes so well that when Thanks for Everything to, to Wong Fu Thanks for Everything Julie Newmar mm-hmm. Julie Newmar came out, it was hilarious that Wesley Snipes was in it. Right, and we were all like, "Oh my god, he plays such a good woman," you know, like like. <laughs> Even though he's Wesley Snipes, so, like it was like the height of his his uh, his fame. Yeah, I, I and so for me, uh, Tu Wong Fu would have been coming out as I was starting to get to know Wesley Snipes, so it wouldn't have been. It would just wouldn't been strange made, for it, me. Yeah, maybe you knew Patrick Swayze. Uh, well, I mean, everyone at all times knows Patrick Swayze. He is eternal. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so so my entry point would have been been his his smaller role in Major League and and the kind of the weird character of uh, he, uh, Willie Hayes. Yeah, I was going to call Hayes, him Billy Hayes. Mays, but Willie Hayes is the character. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, who's the guy that runs fast? Yeah, yeah, he is. <laughs> That's his bit. <laughs> Run fast, baseball player. Run fast, baseball player. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I would not have been able to predict from Major League the career that he would go on. In in that way, he does remind me of of Nicolas Cage, where you your your entry into his filmography, if it if it happened, you know, at the early points of his career, the trajectory goes absolutely crazy. As opposed to someone like Keanu Reeves, whose trajectory more or less makes sense. It's well, not if you start with Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I was about to say it's similar to Keanu Reeves, where it started with a silly comedy. <laughs> yeah, but with Keanu Reeves... And then ended up with The Matrix and became like this huge action star. <laughs> yeah, but like each each movie ends up being a small step for Keanu Reeves. until So like the jump from Bill and Ted to John Wick is maybe pretty extreme, but all the little steps to get there seem to make sense for me. Whereas mm. I I look at Wesley Snipes' filmography and I go from Major League to New Jack City to White Men Can't Jump to Demolition Man to to Wong Fu they're like they they seem 
despite the fact that that's what four years between all those films they seem like just an absolute uh just shift in style and genre and characters that Mm -hmm. he plays yeah i see what you're saying it doesn't have like an arc it's just kind of all over the place yeah it's a collection of things not like an arc not a perfect story yeah yeah i see what you're saying which but i think it works for him right i uh Despite not loving him as an actor, I I think that in in most of his films he's you know he's not the worst part of it. He's not a part that that makes them hard to watch. He's you know he's Wesley Snipes, and you you yeah. get what you pay for with him. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and I guess I guess I have a fondness for him because I started watching movies when he was a hit. Yeah, yeah, uh, and I, and and Demolition Man is one of my all time favorite movies. I, how can you, oh, man. We can talk about it later. We can talk about it later. We'll get there. But you wanted to start with action movie Wesley Snipes. Well, I, it's, it's. You just want to start with Blade. You can be honest. You just want to start with Blade. I, do, I love Blade. I love, I love Blade. I love Blade 2 and I love Blade Trinity. I, I will not apologize for that. It's. Blade Trinity is the freaky one, right? With the, with the bald, with the bald white men who are hunting vampires. Oh man, it's And they so... are like, they're like the vampire two vampires with vampires are to humans. Oh man. It's so good. It's so good. Terrifying. It's it, well, and like the thing that I love about, about the Blade series is that it knows exactly what it is and doesn't pretend. Like, un, unlike yeah. uh, some 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 of the more well, actually, The Matrix. The Matrix is a good example of of a a. I would say they come. They have similar starting points, but The Matrix just devolves into pseudo-philosophical nonsense that uh that is just pretentious whereas blade is just it's gonna be wesley snipes killing vampires until it's jessica beale and ryan reynolds killing vampires and yeah and he's just gonna say really badass things really coolly yeah which is really i think one of wesley snipes greatest strengths as an actor is he can say something super badass and super cool and like he makes it badass and cool like ugh. It's cooler when Wesley Snipes says it. Except when he says, Simon says, die. <laughs> no, no. that's He's the only person in Hollywood that could say that line without it feeling forced. I think, I think you, you're right in, in that he is the only person in Hollywood who would be willing to say that line. <laughs> no, who could say it and, have, and still be uh, a terrifying villain. I, I think I think so. Simon says die. Simon says die. It's great. It's I, so good. I think Stallone saw the script and went, "Oh no, you're not putting those words in my mouth." And Stallone, I'm playing, I'm playing the good guy. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. He he has the this knack for the not the. I mean, sometimes they're witty one liners, but the badass one liners where he just gets to say something cool. Well, the line of like you know, uh, stab him in the head or the heart. Uh, if anywhere else it's your ass yeah you know that's like that's like a, a pretty cheesy badass line but he says it and you're like yeah and you get excited you know or like even like the things in like the beginning of blade when he's in the vampire club oh yeah the vampire rave the vampire rave party um you mean the one of, with the blood lot. uh sprinkler system there's a lot of vampires in, in the city um but <laughs> when he holds up his little like like a ninja star thing that spin that he throws and comes back to him mm-hmm. you know, ninja boomerang ninja boomerang yep and he throws it and he's in like that circular room and it goes around the room and it's super cool and he stands there and he holds it up and he smiles and there's a shot of him just holding it up and smiling at the camera and then he throws it <laughs> like the whole film is full of moments of wesley snipes doing that 
or like hitting, throwing something at someone and killing them, and then giving himself like a yeah and like a fist bump, you know, like <laughs> it's weird. It's weird, but only Wesley Snipes can pull that off. It really is only only he can, and I think the maybe the best example of that would be like at the opening of Demolition Man when Sylvester Stallone is about to jump out of the airplane. He says, "Send a maniac to catch one," and then yeah. jumps out of the airplane and shouts. Uh, I can't even remember the bad guy's name in Demolition Man. It doesn't matter. He, Simon. Simon, right. He shouts Simon as he jumps out of the plane. Oh, Simon Phoenix. Yeah. yeah. So he says, Phoenix. Yeah. And it's one of those things where the line, there's no delivery of that line that works for, for Stallone. Whereas Wesley Snipes seems to be able to deliver lines in a way that as ridiculous as they are, he makes he makes them almost always work. Yeah, I mean, I think that the, to me, this is one of the things about Wesley Snipes is that he is cool, man. He is so cool, and uh, and when he's playing like a cocky character or a tough character or whatever, he can say things and they sound cool because he's cool. He 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 is cool. Yes, I think having a black belt in karate. Uh, and then uh, another black belt in some other form of martial art, uh, and being a pretty good basketball player, and and being not a bad basketball player, yeah. I w- <laughs> hey, he's a pretty damn good basketball player. Yeah, no, I, I I mean that legitimately. Like watching White Man Can't Jump, I was surprised at the number of shots of both him and Woody Harrelson actually playing basketball. <laughs> yeah, well, Woody Harrelson actually played basketball in college for a while. And Wesley Snipes is a pretty athletic person, so they they both went to like basketball camp for the movie. And by the time of filming of the movie, uh, they could have played basketball pretty well. Like they could have been uh, played college ball. Is one of the guys what one of the guys said. That's amazing. I... Yeah, one of their one of their basketball coaches. Now I'm sure he was you know spinning it for the media a little bit there, but you know he, what he what he said was they're they're pretty good basketball players by the end because they are. Did you, you watch them? They have like full scenes of them just playing basketball. Yeah, yeah, they they make baskets as the kids say. How do you do, fellow kids? And yeah, no, I that's such a it's it's also such a weird film though for me because white men can't jump doesn't come for me at all chronologically like white men can't jump is one of the latest wesley snipes films that i have watched (laughs) really you never saw it before well i can't remember if i'd i'd seen it but it was sitting here watching it where i'm like i don't remember most of this movie so (laughs) yeah it is true it is true you're right yeah because if you think about the movie it's like you think it's about a white guy that can't dunk a basketball but the movie's actually about like lone sharks and hustling and like getting robbed. There's so much that happens in that movie. Getting on Jeopardy, it's crazy. Well, have you seen um, Doctor Strange yet? No, I have not. Okay, well, th- this isn't a spoiler. It's just a reference point. The director of it said, "I tend to gravitate towards simple plots with complex characters because I think most bad movies are complex plots with simple characters." And it was it was watching the commentary for Doctor Strange where I saw that, and that seems to be a good description of White Men Can't Jump, where the plot is so weirdly intricate and complex. Yeah. And it would it seems like the film would almost be better served by a much simpler plot so that we could have more fun with two really cool characters. Like Wesley Snipes in this film is great. He is great to watch in this film. So is Woody Harrelson. But I think that there's too much time spent trying to, like, navigate Jeopardy, <laughs> for example. Yeah, to me, you know, so so I was watching I was watching My Man Can't Jump last night, 
uh, again. Cause <laughs> As one does on movie. a Thursday, yeah. I watch it biannually. Last night I was watching it for like, you know, like, what, 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 like, no, this is not what you'd expect this movie to be about. <laughs> but it does, it, it doesn't even really have a plot. Uh, it just has these little bits, you know, like, first he hustles him, then they work together to hustle people, they turn on each other, then, the, then there's a scene where they get the, their wives fight, and then there's the scene where they, they, he gets beat up by bad guys. And it's just like all these little arcs that happen throughout the story. Yeah. There's no one like major arc except for them becoming friends. And then they, I assume, then they go work for the money train in the subway. I assume that's where they go next, these two characters, because uh, Woody and, and Wesley have such a good relationship later on in life. Anyway, so the movie's just kind of like this, this, the plot's just a bunch of whatevers. But what the movie's really about, and this is what hit me last night, is it's totally like a study in masculinity. And the whole thing is just about like that masculine, like, uh, like trash talking and never admitting you're wrong and uh, like pride and looking good versus winning and like all this kind of stuff. And it's just like, like the whole film is about people trying to like one up each other and beat each other and trash talk each other. And it just keeps going and going and going and going. And that totally struck me last night. And I was like, this is a really good movie. <laughs> See, for me watching this film, and I've never been to LA, so I can't actually speak to it, but it feels like the perfect LA film from the 90s. Like, if I had to point to a film that captures that city and that time period, this would be the one that, that just comes to mind for me because it just... Mm. <laughs> It feels like the the statements that it's saying about poverty, about race relations, uh, about your right masculinity, all kind of come together in this strange slice of life of these these two or three characters, in in a way that it 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 isn't again like it's not predictable from the title. <laughs> it, you you don't expect there to be lots of parts of this film. But it it really kind of effectively comes together and tells us a story about these these two guys, which at the same time tells us a story about this city of L.A. that they're living in, or at least this uh, this part of L.A. And and I think I came to that realization after watching uh, New Jack City at the same time, because how how different New Jack City is from White Men Can't Jump, not just in plot and characters, but in in the setting and how how very different the the stories that uh, of place that they're telling uh, come about and Wesley Snipes is equally believable in equally is yeah, is sure. moderately yeah. believable in both of them yeah you know that's the other thing you brought up about uh, the other thing you made me think of from White Man Can't Jump that I totally just skimmed past was the <clears throat> not only the masculinity thing and how like both of them are exactly the same because they're both have this like manly urge to be better than everybody but the uh, the racial difference between the two of them, mm -hmm. and that Woody Harrelson's character, the white guy, is like all of his problems are his fault, right? Like he's he's a gambler. He always he's bad with money. He takes risks. He bets with the wrong people, and he just keeps screwing his own life up. And Wesley Snipes' problems are all like 
like the environment that he's in. They're living in this this uh, this um, project that they want to get out of, and like, um, and he's doing everything he can to get out of that situation. And all of his problems are from the world. And to watch the two of them kind of work together to help each other's problems, it's just kind of funny to see. Like, man, Woody Harrelson, you're such an you're screwing up, man. Like, you you don't have to be doing this. Which is the wonderful thing about the end of that movie, where Woody's girlfriend leaves him. Yeah, and he and they win this, and like it doesn't even end with a big basketball competition. That happens in the middle, right? It ends with them playing these like old guys that came back. Yeah, and they play this game, and it's just they win clearly, and it's obviously they were going to, and his girlfriend leaves him, and then they sit there, and it ends with them trash talking each other. Yeah, because <laughs> it's about their because they're men. They can't not. And and I think you you brought up uh, the the other fascinating part about this movie is it, when I was watching this film, I was it isn't it's surprisingly deep. I I think I think that's the the best way to just think about it is again and again I'm I I I find myself thinking about this film and the layers of the story that it wants to tell, and I think the way that you described it as just this series of, of little stories that happen. Like it's, it is just a bunch of vignettes that are connected by these characters, but, but you're right. The overall story, I mean, unless you want to say that the overall story is his, his girlfriend leaving him. But, um, even then, like that's hardly the, the plot of the film. It, it revolves just around the way Woody Harrelson gets himself into trouble and the way that Wesley Snipes lives within the same situation that Woody Harrelson finds himself in. Yeah. And it's such a great, it's, it's, it's an exercise in contrasts that's, that works really effectively. I don't know. Oh uh, yeah. I, I'm, I was shocked again last night watching that movie, how much I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike something like Passenger 57, which I couldn't watch. I tried it. I just had to stop. It was so bad. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a that's a good example. I think I, I turned it on and I'm like, you know what? No, I'm I'm gonna go watch U.S. Marshals instead. And um, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's talk. Uh, so we said we're gonna go into action movies, and then we talked about White Man Can't Jump. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk New Jack City. Okay. Because okay. as far as I know, other than like the the baseball movie, New Jack City was like Wesley Snipes' breakout role. But I don't know how King of New York was received because that was just a little before my time, and I don't think I ever saw it. And and he's not even the star in it, so so I think yeah, I think New Jack City was the one where he was like the main villain, right? And it stars him. He's he's badass in it. He's on the poster. So like, I think that was his big breakout role. Am I wrong in that, or am I? making this up no no i i think you're right because uh king of new york is is definitely more of a christopher walken uh, uh lawrence fishburne movie um whereas new jack city is i would say iced tea iced tea and wesley snipes movie <laughs> God. i i forgot how much i hate seeing iced tea on screen except for except for tank girl oh man tank girl is a great film we should do that one day just oh, we should have done that. Why didn't we do Ice Tea instead of Wesley Snipes? Um, because I Sorry, would have hated every part of that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Continue. <laughs> but but yeah, no. New Jack City is all about Wesley Snipes. It is, as I wrote in my notes, uh, it is trying to retell Scarface for the the eighties and nineties of New York. Yeah, which is just to say, it's to, it's retelling Macbeth for the uh, modern day. There you go. <laughs> 
I'm, I'm just letting that slide. Like I wasn't going to. I know. I noticed that you just let me throw that in there. I appreciate it. <laughs> but the, the thing about New Jack City, I think, is that it tries really, really hard throughout the entire film to be Scarface. It's like, oh, yeah, no, we're going to be we're going to be the new Scarface to the point where like Scarface shows up on screen twice in the film. And I think it's just it's too heavy handed. It has none of the 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 subtle touches. It's all just in your face about how bad New York is in the 80s and 90s. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Well, and that's the thing. I have no experience with that. I the New York that I know and understand is this kind of this new New York that is the kind of this wonderful city that where crime crime is drastically reduced and, you know, isn't isn't a thing for for New Yorkers to worry about anymore. Like I've got no way to compare New Jack City with the reality of the 80s and 90s, but it just it feels heavy-handed and more than a little racist at points. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, there was like early '90s racism at work in that film. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I I say that despite like Chris Rock is excellent in this film. I when I when I started watching it, I'm like, Chris Rock is in this. Ugh, he's mm-hmm. he's gonna play a Chris Rock character, and no. he didn't. He he was, I think, the best. He was outstanding in this, and then. And then it goes Wesley Snipes, and then maybe Judd Nelson, and then and then everyone else, and then Ice T at the very bottom. Mm-hmm. Ice T, good old Ice T, playing a detective. <laughs> kind of playing a detective, yeah. So New Jack City, what is that film for you? That film for me was uh, way. I should not have watched it when I watched it. I was way too young to watch that film, and so it was just all. Uh, most of it was un- not understood by me when I watched it the first time. <laughs> Yep. And I remember there being nudity in it, which terrified me because I was watching it with my brother. And I was like, uh, what do we do? Do I look away? When there's like all the naked people sorting uh, drugs. Right. I was going to say there's no nudity in the film. Yeah, there is. Of course there is. Yeah. Yeah. But I do remember uh, Wesley Snipes being terrifying and and awesome. Like the best part of that movie. See, for for me, I think Wesley Snipes is no Al Pacino. <laughs> title <laughs> yeah okay i yeah i i agree Wesley Snipes is not strong enough to carry that movie which is why that movie does not go down in history as one of the greatest films ever made right uh unlike scarface which does <laughs> and so like yeah it's it's not uh he doesn't do as good a job but he is like he does a great job of playing this like this gangster kingpin kind of kind of uh psychopath basically yeah, that's it's th- basically like Simon says from Demolition Man in his early years. <laughs> You're right. This is this is really the prequel. He he recovers from being shot at the end of New Jack City and then turns <laughs> turns into to Simon, Simon Phoenix. Phoenix, yeah. <laughs> the Phoenix rises from the ashes of New Jack City. Yeah. See, that's how it all ties together. There you go. There you go. And I think I think you're right. I think um, it's evident in New Jack City that the film can't be carried by Wesley Snipes, which is why he's not the protagonist of the film yeah Un- yeah. unlike scarface where al pacino uh he's he's the he's the main character of the film in a way that wesley snipes just can't be which is why we end up following the ice t chris rock uh judd nelson uh trio really the the strongest trio in cinema <laughs> title 
okay, so to put this in context just for a second, because 1991, when New Jack City came out, uh, do you know what other uh, uh, famous movie came out in that same year? Oh, no. And by other famous movie, I mean, do you know what famous movie came out in that year? 1990, uh, I, I feel like I should know, and I'm not going to, and this is going to, you're going to make fun of me. Boys in the Hood. Boys in the Hood, okay. Yeah, so Boys in the Hood was another sort of like, uh, like a, I don't know, black America crime movie. Right. That came out in the same time period. And New Jack City was like a much more like fantastical version of that, right? Like <laughs> like it was a, a Shakespearean version of, of a crime, a black crime movie in America. Uh, and Boys in the Hood was a much more down to earth and kind of like trying to actually grasp the what what it was like in in the ghetto and so boys in the hood was a great film because it actually like stirred you inside you know and got you like thinking about things and feeling sad when people die and stuff um and then new jack city was kind of like this fantastical adventure movie uh adventure movie that's not detective movie i don't know what would you call it (laughs) i i mean Despite making fun of you for it earlier, I think the the comparison to Shakespeare is is apt. There is something very yeah. Shakespearean about the way that it's, it's they... epic, epic movie, like like unreal almost. Yeah, in in a way that Boys in the Hood is meant to to show you the reality of a situation, and funnily enough, it's got another prominent ice in in that film. Ice Cube. Yeah, that was Ice Cube's first one, right? Which I can't believe Ice Cube and Ice T are in movies that we're talking about, but that came out in the exact same year too, which is the the funny thing. It's amazing. So it's yeah, amazing. so I don't know which one hit production first, but I've always kind of seen those two as like um, opposite sides of the same kind of coin. You know, like like one hit production, and they were like, "Oh, they're making that movie. We better make one too." <laughs> right. And then they found a script and threw it together. Which I think, judging on which one looks like they found a script and threw it together, New Jack City must have come second. <laughs> um, but, but I don't know. I don't know the order of who announced what or anything. So, um, but it's just like it it got overshadowed entirely by that movie, as it should, because Boys in the Hood was a good movie, and New Jack City was kind of a fantastic movie. Like fantastic in the sense of it's not it's unreal. The thing the thing about New Jack City is it's designed to highlight uh, a situation, and and I think the very end of the film um, has a uh, not not an epilogue. A uh, there, there's a there's some something on the screen. Stats isn't there stats or something of like how many people die of crack, crack cocaine or something like that. It it says something like uh, though Nino Brown is a fictional character, there are Nino there are real Nino Browns all across America or something like that. Yeah, something like that. And in some ways, that I think epitomizes the difference between these these two films for me because Boys in the Hood wants to tell you something real, whereas New Jack City wants to show you. It wants to horrify you at at something grotesque, in a, in a way to make you make you look at the world around you, if that makes yeah. sense. Like it's sure, yeah. New Jack City isn't a isn't a true story, but crack cocaine is really bad, and we should we should stop it. <laughs> like that's the yeah. It's more about the the it's a, a movie against crack. It's not. Uh, it's not a movie about what it's like to be. Uh, uh, a black guy living in the ghetto. Yeah, as opposed yeah. to like Scarface was never a movie about the dangers of of cocaine. Like <laughs> cocaine features prominently in the movie, but it's it's a character study first and foremost and always wants to do that whereas New Jack City 
can't seem to decide whether it's a character study, whether it's this kind of crime procedural following, following Ice-T, or uh, whether it's, you know, a kind of boys-in-the-hood slice-of-life of, of Black America story. Mm-hmm. Okay, we've been going really long here about <laughs> New Jack City. <laughs> <laughs> a film that probably no one in our audience... No one in our audience has seen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we could spend more time on Demolition Man, but I bet that's a similar kind of film. Um, so can we talk about a special relationship Wesley Snipes has? Yeah, so tell me tell me about this special relationship. Oh, I just want to talk about Woody Harrelson and Wesley Snipes. Do it. Because they did White Man Can't Jump together, but then they also did Money Train together. Did you ever see Money Train? I did see Money Train. I didn't rewatch it, so it's uh, pretty far removed from from my memory. Yeah, I started to watch it, but then I fell asleep. Um, not that it was bad. I was just tired. I got a cold. You know? Yeah. But I just I just remember that because that again that's the movie that could be the sequel to White Man Can't Jump, <laughs> the same as New Jack City could be the prequel to Demolition Man, <laughs> like they they fit together. But I just love this Wesley Snipes and Woody Harrelson thing, and I think they were in another movie together too, like super early on. I think it, yeah, Wildcats. Wildcats. That first movie Wesley Snipes did. Wesley Snipes or uh, Woody Harrelson was also in it, and they played like football player teammates. Okay, here's a premise. Okay. True Detective Season 3, starring Woody Harrelson as his character from True Detective and Wesley Snipes Wesley as his Snipes. new partner. That would be amazing. Yeah. That, but I, I, I don't think that's going to work because Woody's doing Star, Star, Star Wars. But I'd buy that for a dollar. Mm-hmm. Um, did you just reference Robocop? I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> hey, man. I love Robocop. That has nothing to do with Wesley Snipes. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Welcome to another episode of How Insecure Heterosexual Males Bond. Uh, <laughs> okay. So here's your... here here. I'm just going to open this up now. Go for it. Tell me how much you love Blade. I love Blade so much. Anyone. Blade is amazing. I don't I don't even need to fin- you to finish your question to say that. Wesley Snipes and and whoever it is um, as as his, his sidekick slash um, mentor Whistler is is the coolest duo i think in in superhero uh in superhero films ever i don't there's not a better pairing of two people played by better actors it is so much fun to watch whistler be a grumpy old man and blade be a grumpy younger man and them living in a world of vampires where no one gives them any respect it's i i cannot overstate how much i love the entire premise of this and the execution of the Blade movies. Oh. Yeah. Well, I can't really disagree with anything you just said, <laughs> except to say that it, that that when I was watching films studying for this, mm-hmm. and I would like put on, uh, uh, what was I putting on? It wasn't it wasn't Demolition Man? It wasn't. It was maybe yeah. So it was Passenger Fifty Seven. I started to put it on, mm-hmm. and Missy was there. And she, I was like, you want me to put headphones in so you don't have to watch this bad movie? And then I was like, or, you know, I could just put on Blade. Uh, and she was like, I'll watch Blade. Yeah. So uh, that, I think, sums up uh, Blade. Everyone, no matter what, will watch Blade. It is a fun, wonderfully terrifying action movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's the, and, and as far as like, as far as action movies with blood go, it has lots of blood in it. Yeah. 
Like there's sprinklers of blood. There's blood coming out of people's necks. There's there's people burned alive. Like there's a lot of of gory. Is it like rated R? It should be rated R, right? It's got to be rated R. I was just wondering that because it has to be the amount of like the the amount of blood and violence and everything else. Yeah. According to IMDb, it's 18A. I think 18A is the equivalent to R. Yeah, you have to be 18 or have an adult with you or something. Yeah, like it's it, Canada is. 18A and the US is R or whatever it is. I do whatever. Whatever it is. It's uh it's a pretty gory movie and yet still even with all the gore you can like enjoy the film and enjoy watching it. And the thing that I always remember is that 1998 is Blade. 1999 is The Matrix. And yeah. and both I I really think both have very similar starting points. Like it's there's this secret underground world that nobody knows about. Um, in in which there are a bunch of really badass superhero characters who are trying to save the system from for all the people who are unaware of it like that that entry point even down to like the the fascination with raves and and that all it's all very similar totally and the black leather trench coats yeah yeah and they go in different places with it for sure but it's that that initial starting point and and I like I, I think that The Matrix is undeniably a better film, but I there are times where I will go, you know what, I don't really feel like watching The Matrix. I don't know if I've ever had that experience with Blade. Like I, I think I could just always watch Blade. Okay, it's Christmas morning and someone's like, Hey, you wanna watch Blade? Totally, I would watch Blade, yeah, I would. Yeah. Christmas <laughs> morning, someone's like, You wanna watch The Matrix? I'm like I kind of want to just shut off for yeah, a little I'd bit. I'd rather, rather watch Blade. Yeah. yeah. That is a that is a true and very valid point. That it is a very uh, watchable movie and very similar to The Matrix in tone. Uh, so, And this is the thing with it. Like, it does the thing that The Matrix... Uh, or it doesn't do the thing The Matrix does that I don't like about superhero movies. <laughs> Did that make any sense? <laughs> the thing I don't like about superhero movies is I'm, I'm tired of watching origin stories. I don't need to see the superhero become the superhero, right? Start with the superhero as the superhero, please. That's, my, uh, that's just, I prefer it that way. <laughs> I get to see them being super, and then you can tell me a little bit of their backstory as it goes on. That's great. Uh, and The Matrix starts with him being this nerd, and we watch him become this superhero. Uh, and Blade, the first time we see Blade is like... Uh, everyone's covered in blood in this dance rave party. This dude crawls. It's all red on the screen, so much red. And then he stops at a black boot attached to a black trench coat, and we go up, and there's Blade in perfect black uh, contrasted against all the red. Awesome. And, like, he is right away the baddest ass in the whole world and it's so fun and great to watch and then we hear whistler tell the story of how he found him as a kid and la 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 and trained him and stuff like i don't want to see blade get trained i want to see him kill vampires <laughs> uh and so it thankfully it just does that and it starts right there which is the thing that makes it a, a really fun movie to watch all the time because it starts fun unlike the matrix which starts and you follow trinity being fun and then you watch neo be a whiny baby it's like it's the reason Empire Strikes Back is more fun to watch than than uh, A New Hope, because A New Hope Luke starts whiny. Empire Strikes Back he starts as a hero, so like it's it's just it's good. But then they do the thing that I hate about uh, epic storytelling movies, which The Matrix doesn't do until no no The Matrix does it too, right away is the prophecy. Yeah, uh, both of them have a prophecy in them. 
that predicts something special about our hero. And it's like, I don't need that. <laughs> Stop with the prophecies. But Blade starts out so fun that I can overlook the prophecy. For starters, I think you need to see John Wick. I, I know I've told you to do this, but just go see it. It's, it's, I think it is your kind of action movie. Is there a prophecy in it about like the man whose dog gets killed will come and wreak havoc on us all? There are no prophecies, but I I think you will I think you will enjoy it. Uh, you would enjoy it even if there was a prophecy. But the other thing that I like about Blade as a as a superhero film, or The Matrix, which I think isn't a superhero film, but like I think is very similar to a superhero film in a lot of ways. The way that their action is built is built around the the capabilities of the the actor so wesley snipes is a martial arts badass keanu reeves yeah. did did tons of training in order to get his, get himself up to a point where you could film keanu reeves and and believe him while watching him him do those sorts of moves if you compare that to any of the the marvel superhero movies now all the the action of that is either CGI uh, or it's magical to the point where the technical skills of the actor or the training never come into it. And it's all about the fantasy and the illusion of of the computer that generates it. And with, with the slight exception of Scarlett Johansson, because she does some pretty cool like kicking and whipping around stuff. But every time she does it, it's probably her stunt double, a lot of it. Hey, because you don't really see her face. As opposed to River Tam in Firefly and Serenity, who, because she was a dancer, all of her her action stuff looks really great. Yeah, because she can do the... She can make it look like a move, even though she can't fight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the reasons why I end up liking Blade and The Matrix and John Wick, is, is that they... They love the skills of their actors uh, as much as they love the story that they're telling, and, mm -hmm. and it allows it, it allows you to get away from those like the Jason Bourne films. They're as as action films go. There's a lot of jump cuts. There's a lot of uh, handy cam. It just it it's meant to be disorienting in some ways to disguise the fact that Matt Damon. I was about to say Ben Affleck, that Matt Damon is not a badass. Yeah, the first one was a lot better at making it, at not having so many jump cuts. But you're right, the Bourne, the Bourne series does fall into just like jump cutty, you don't even know what's happening in the fight stuff. Yeah, which is why I think actually to bring it back to White Man Can't Jump, White Man Can't Jump is, is effective as a basketball movie in addition to what else it is, is because it lets Wesley Snipes and Woody Harrelson play basketball. And they look they look good when they play it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I think that that's an important component of a strong action movie, and I think that's one of the reasons why Wesley Snipes is a strong action movie uh, actor. Because he actually can do action. Yeah. And he actually is really badass and cool. Yeah. Although the picture of him on Wikipedia is the opposite of of badass and cool. It, I just everyone. Go to Wikipedia right now and look at the picture of Wesley Snipes. It's so different. I've seen it, yeah. Yeah, he looks like he lives in like the suburbs or something. He's about to just go pick up the paper. Yeah, he's got a pool in the backyard that he regularly cleans, but he can't keep clean enough because, you know, the neighbor kids keep throwing stuff or whatever. Yeah. Question then. Mm -hmm. Just as we as we head into the, the final stretch here, before we do our final thoughts and stuff. The Blade series is great. 
Uh, Wesley Snipes made an appearance in The Expendables 3, right? Uh, so, like, he's he's become officially an aging action movie star. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, what what do you think is the future of Wesley Snipes? Because, like, the, the karate fighting thing has a, you know, limited return. Like, you can't do that forever. You're going to have to stop doing that eventually. So is he going to shift into, like, a... Like playing like older characters in films and and playing like the president or something. Like, is he going to shift into that kind of dramatic role, or is he just going to disappear, or is he going to uh, keep trying to do action movies and do it miserably? Like, what what's what's the future of Wesley Snipes? I think, I think, what you're talking about has already happened. I think he has already disappeared. I think his direct-to-DVD films are, are evidence of him trying to kind of reclaim some of that, that younger fame of his that, are, that is un, unattainable. He will never be that action movie star again. And I don't think he's a good enough actor for us to want to see him in a drama. And I don't see him in any sort of, like, passing on the torch to another generation of action movie stars, because... He has never really been that kind of background character. Like what would be what would be kind of cool is maybe they reboot the Blade series and he plays the Whistler character. I would be interested in that, but I don't think that that's the kind of thing that Wesley mm-hmm. Snipes would ever do. He'd stay playing Blade. Yeah, I think I think if they they brought back Blade, he would demand to be Blade again, and then they'd be like, okay, well we're gonna go with someone who who isn't fifty four years old. And then Keanu Reeves would laugh at him and say, I can still do action movies, but Keanu Reeves is an immortal and Wesley Snipes is is definitely aging. Yeah, I think uh, I think you're I think you're right. Um although I wouldn't say he's disappeared. I think he's hanging on by like his teeth, which is worse. <laughs> you know, it would be better if he just kinda like, Okay, I'm gonna just get at acting now and just like, you know, teach a class or something. <laughs> But uh, instead, he yeah, I think you're right. That's that run of, of straight to DVD, like just trying to make money fast kind of stuff. Uh, just shows that he was doing things like Art of War two, uh, the Contractor, <laughs> Hard Luck. All these like he's playing action movie stars, even though he's kind of not not the action movie star anymore. And I think he would have been better off to just do like the Expendables films and stuff, uh, and accept his fate earlier. Um, although I do want to watch this movie with you sometime, uh, Gallo Walkers. Gallo Walkers. Wesley Snipes plays a cursed gunman whose victims come back from the dead, and he recruits a young warrior to help him in the fight against a gang of zombies. Man, that sounds like that's going to be the next Style Guide commentary, where we watch yeah. it live for the <laughs> first time together. Yeah, it came out in 2012. It's a pretty solid film. Anyway, so yeah, he, uh, yeah, I, I think. Uh, I would like him to kind of just get into action movies, but I don't know if he's going to. In some ways, he reminds me of the sad trajectory of of Cuba Gooding Jr., mm. who Cuba Gooding Jr., Boys in the Hood, a few good uh, a few good men, Outbreak, Jerry Maguire, obviously, mm-hmm. Men of Honor, Pearl Harbor. Mm-hmm. Like these these are mm-hmm. a bunch of Pearl Harbor is one of those special ones that one day maybe we'll talk about, but. Um, he he does a bunch of very good films, and then he starts doing Snow Dogs. Snow Dogs, yeah. And, you know, he, he does radio, and radio is is kind of everything that Tropic Thunder makes fun of for, for actors for falling into. 
And actually, he was an American gangster even recently. But he does. He's also done a bunch of direct to DVD things that are just not not good. And I have no, I have no faith in Cuba Gooding Jr. as an actor anymore. Despite the fact that there was a time where I I loved his work and thought that he was you know he was one of one of this generation's great actors. But it's that's not the case anymore. Wesley Snipes, I wouldn't say, is one of the generation's great actors, but. He definitely had something, and I think it's gone, and I don't think that there's any way to get it back. No, that's sad. But, I mean, mm. the, you know what? That, is, that isn't unlike Nicolas Cage, right? Like, there, there is a shelf life for some of these actors, and, and when things start to fall apart, you know, not everyone can, can be Keanu Reeves and, and have a career that goes forever. You know, some people... Some people are are over and and they just don't know it yet. Mm-hmm. That got really cool. That got sad. <laughs> yeah, sad. Well, as Wesley Snipes often does in his films, he breaks our hearts. There's one good thing about Wesley Snipes' career is that without it, there would not be a Sandra Bullock movie that I liked. That's true. Mm-hmm. Unlike Keanu Reeves. You what? No, you like speed. So um, let's uh, wrap up. Just uh, I think I think we've said our final thoughts pretty good here, <laughs> um, and I'm glad we got a chance to talk about Wesley Snipes because you know he is like a, a movie star from my like teen years that I remember as being like Wesley Snipes. Like he's huge. He's this big name. Everyone loves him. He's so great. Um, but that really was only like a five year period of him being great. Hey. Yep. Yeah. Well, I was there for those five years. So. He's still great in my. He's still great in my brain. You lived it. You're like the old man in in Demolition Man who lived through the the terror yeah, of the, L.A. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. John Spartan. They called him the Demolition Man. <laughs> what a great movie. Okay. All right, man. I love you. <laughs> I love you too, man. Well, uh, Simon says goodbye. Oh, that's. Dope. Oh, I said dope, but we're going with it. We're going with it. 